Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels. You know the drill. You can certainly fast forward through these dates if you Don't want. Don't you dare fast forward. <laughs> this is an important part of our show. Chad gets his dates out. Then you wonder if I'm going to have any dates and then I let you down. January. <laughs> it's only a Never skip this because someday I'm going to be like... Here's where the show is. It's only a letdown when you give that. dates and then don't show up. Now, mm. <laughs> January 30th, 31st, February 1st, Portland Helium. February 2nd, flying home to watch two teams I don't care about in the Super Bowl. Yep. F February 5th, no. February 6th, I'm going to be at the Melrose 6th. Improv. Show sold out. Probably didn't need to tell you that, but I do like saying it's sold out because it makes me feel tough. February <laughs> 8th, uh, CB Live. Give it to CD me. CD White, CB Live. Boom. And in Phoenix, Arizona, first show sold out. Second show has tickets available. Then February 12th, I'm going to be at Stand Up Live in Huntsville, Alabama. Come on down to Huntsville, Alabama and get you a big old bucket of Chad laughs. Uh, February 13th through the 15th. Mop that up with some Daniel's biscuits and have yourselves a good old downtown to come around downtown now. February 13th through the 15th. I'm going to be in Nashville, Tennessee. And then kick those spurs on your boots over to the home of country music and February 25th. We would make a really good country music duo. I think so too. Ladies and gentlemen, next to the stage, country award winning duo, Tits and Back. <laughs> We should just call it back tits. <laughs> well, my tits are hanging low and size backs disintegrating. There's a couple <laughs> folks that we're busy hating. Let's not turn this into a musical episode. Go. We may as well. February. <laughs> we have to end every song with clippity clop. February 25th, I'm going to be in Orlando at the Improv. February 26th, Side Splitters Comedy Club in Tampa. February 27th, West Palm Beach Improv. I'm taking the weekend off, hanging out with my daughter. It's her birthday. March 5th through the 7th, I'm going to be at Acme Comedy Company. Acme Comedy Company. In Minneapolis. Maybe you heard of it. Maybe you have heard of our home. I'm going to keep going here, so bear with me. Oh, for fuck's sake. March 11th, Spokane Comedy Club. March 12th through the 14th, Tacoma Comedy Club. It's a week in Washington, son. I'm going to spend a week in Washington. A week in Washington. Uh, then March, uh, you know what? I'm going to be traveling for a couple weeks. So I'm okay. out after that. Do you have any 2021 dates you want to get out there? January 2nd and 3rd. I am going to be... No idea. Uh, I don't have any dates. So... But we're planning some fun stuff with the podcast. We got some fun stuff coming up. We have a big announcement about a special, I'm going to call it a special event episode. No, event's wrong because that makes it seem like we're doing a live show. Sure. We're going to have a very special episode coming soon that we will announce soon to get y'all, get those little boy and girl dicks all hard about. Boom. And then, bummer, and then <laughs> uh, we're, we're going to, we just got some fun stuff coming up. Would you just, uh, just start the show. I'm struggling. You know what? Ah. This is a sigh correction.
Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels. You've landed in the middle of somewhere. Across from me is Cy Amundsen. Hello! And over in the corner, Who's look who corner? it is. Who is it Cheese bro. It's cheese bro. Queso hermano. Queso hermano, mi amigo. Number of things. Cheese bro, and we'll get into this, almost not here today. We were yeah. almost producerless. What plans did you have, Cheese Bro? I'm going to Colorado. Going? To visit my brothers. To Colorado to visit his brothers. What were you going to do there? Snowboard? Ski? Ski. Climb mountains? Oh, you're going to ski? Yeah. Okay. And I've also got two nieces, a two-month-old and a four-year-old. Okay. So a little family, a little ski trip. Mm -hmm. One thing that we haven't talked about since it's just probably happened a couple of episodes ago. Cheese Bro got a haircut. And I got to tell you, I love it. I mean, it really is amazing. Oh my gosh. It's, it's like, so cheese bro used to have just this big plume of hair that he, I'm going to say just queefed behind his headphones. (laughs) And now it's like this. I didn't even know his hair could do that. It's, you know, like in Greece when they have, I didn't, I didn't know queefs could do that. (laughs) Yeah. You really have to aim a queef. You have to like, yeah. You That's just, almost like you have to get one of those hoses skiing, that bends. Not when you're skiing, you just got to be on the right angle of a hill. <laughs> I su- that may make sense, I guess. So he, it's it's very like 50s grease, like J.D. McPherson. He, you, you very much have like a kind of a cool, young, hip, like, I don't want to, greaser feels like a negative term, but he's got like right. that hip 60s cut. And You look like if you're going to fight someone, you start snapping first. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you look like. It's really good. It is good. It's good for your face shape. It's good for your uh, the kind of hair you have. Smart you know move. what he does look like? He <laughs> with that hair, he does look like a pharmaceutical rep for specifically holistic medicine. <laughs> <laughs> You know, <laughs> yes. Hi, I'm Tim Cheesebro, and I'd like to uh, I'd like to have you consider witch's leaves for your diabetes patients. <laughs> well, I'd consider anything if it makes my back feel better. No, that's not. Oh. That's not oh, the not, bit we're doing. We're not doing that. Oh, okay. We the way this show works is we open and we criticize our producer who we both give endless compliments to off the air and then we shift into you belittling me for 40 minutes afterwards that's not true i don't belittle there's you for pattern, all 40 minutes but also there's a pattern when i walked in i Just thought she's like in cheese bros hair there's a pattern <laughs> next to so here's the thing we almost didn't have a producer today and they yeah. put a little fright in chad and i because i don't know if you were like, hey, Cy and Chad, just go do the show, I think we would probably just, I don't know, we'd probably talk into microphones for a while and then just send you a computer with nothing on it. There's no way anybody's getting in the middle of somewhere if we don't have a producer, right? I don't know that I could turn my headphones on. Yeah, there's no chance. We'd have to just sit and talk and just like use our phone to record it. I'd just call Chad, FaceTime Chad and watch him throw his microphone against the wall. (laughs) Listeners know my deal is I show up and talk and that's it. 
So had, had, because we we found out, oh, hey, Bales can't be here. Let's hit up Cheese Bro. He's actually, he's shopping for shorts right now. Yes. Because it's it's getting colder. Because it's getting colder. Cheese Bro was thinking about heading out to to the Colorado a little earlier than he originally planned. Guac Dogs is just never available to record a show. We can't rely on him in that way. So for a second, we were like, oh, shit. So we decided now what we're going to do is we're going to train a fourth producer. That's so true. in studio today, introducing a new human being, and he doesn't get to talk. There's no microphone, so we're not really introducing him. Introducing <laughs> producer in training, Joseph Gill. Now, Joseph Gill. Joseph Gill. And real fun fact, his birth name, Matthew, that's what his dad named him. He and his dad, and this is on tread with the show's history, they got a little beef. So despite his dad, he switched his middle and first name. Is that real? <laughs> that is real. He flip-flopped because yeah. his dad doesn't like him as much as yep. he should? Yep, that's exactly right. So huh. uh, let me give you, uh, uh, I'll, and I'll let you lead the nickname parade when we get to the end of this well i I have to tell you i have to tell you if i switched my middle name and first name i would i would just be my dad oh steven i would just be steven chad daniels wait his name was steven chad daniels he flip-flopped him no his name was seven different identities (laughs) i can't go through them all we don't have the time This week, I'm Kurt Cheesebro, Tim's father. So, <laughs> so, Joe, let's, I'll give you, I'm going to give you a little highlight reel to let our audience understand who Joe is. And you can okay. think of a nickname during it. Just to set the stage, let's talk about what he looks like as a man. Uh, first, I will tell you, he's one of the brightest people I've ever met. He's very funny. He's very kind. He's very bright. He's also six foot eight. 200 in question mark, and he looks like a young, handsome Homer Simpson. Uh, You know what? I'm going to step in here and go, he weighs question mark, question mark. (laughs) I don't know if I'm willing to give him a two. I've heard him say two in conversations, and I'm just being kind to let him have it. He looks like he looks like if a young Homer. Do you remember the show Boy Meets World? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember the haircut that was really popular that Eric Matthews had that it's like split it down the middle, let it hang over my ears? Yeah, the Dutch boy. The Dutch boy. So he's like a young Homer Simpson in a Dutch boy. Also, if we call him Dutchy Homer, that works for me. (laughs) So I've known Joseph since he was 13 years old because he is one of the best friends of the often mentioned on this program, beautiful nephew, Ethan Heidorn. Okay. The, who would be beautiful as a man or a woman. We call that the Madonna. The state. Madonna. The yep. Madonna. So I knew him when he was 13. And Joe, uh, as an important side note, when he introduces me to people that I don't know, he introduces me as his uncle type guy. That's a thing he says. And I think in his brain, okay. he thinks like they hear that and go, oh, so he's this is a positive figure in Joe's life. And I'm pretty sure what they hear is like, OK, is this guy either pimping him or molesting him? Exactly. Like, when when I heard that, I thought, oh, this is a guy that brings me fishing. And when we're done with sandwiches, touches my beehole. <laughs> So if we could, yeah. if we could get that uncle type guy to settle down, 
That's all that I mean. You just hear a guy behind, like in a porta potty, being, I'm your uncle type guy. Scar, 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 scar. <laughs> you don't want any of that shit. So, just uh, as a side note, Joe, you're in the room. You can just call me your uncle from now on. You don't have to put type guy on the end of it. But here's, here's the few things I want you to take away from meeting him. A, he's the type of man who eats a tremendous 12 as an add on. Where he'll go to Perkins and he'll be like, oh, I have the chicken fried gravy and could you for a side, could I get the tremendous 12? Like, Perfect. That's the type of person he is. He's also shockingly clutch as a man in the sports way, I'll call it. But pretty. So I coached him as an 18 year old in a basketball tournament. Okay. Just being a, a friendly uncle type guy. Coaching. Just being a friendly uncle type guy yep. who coaches all these kids and afterwards threatens them about silence. So, Joseph Matthew, you can sleep in my room this tournament. <laughs> Joseph Matthew, our room is 212. Put on your short shirt and get in here. We're going to work on pick and roll. <laughs> this is this is how the podcast ends. We're, we're going to work on boxing out. Now, box me out, son. Now, pull your pants down and box your Uncle Tap guy out. Put it on there. Let's fit together like Legos, goddammit. <laughs> Oh, I got to go. <laughs> All right. Okay. I can stay for a little bit longer. So we're, we're in a basketball tournament when he's a senior. Ethan's also on the team, which is the reason I am coaching the team. I'm not, I'm not like, if I coach this team, I will grow a closer bond to Matthew Joseph. <laughs> so, and I'll tell you, as an 18-year-old, Joe and I, you know, we beefed. He wasn't, he's not an easy, look at him. He's not an easy guy to get along with. We, and, he walked uh, in the studio today and he goes, do I have a microphone? <laughs> and I was like, easy bitch. It's your first day. You're the intern to our producer. No, you don't have a microphone. Just be lucky that we didn't mention the fact that you're clearly wearing a white tank top under your black shirt. And the tank top is like four inches longer than the black shirt. <laughs> so in these summer basketball tournaments, often if you go to a second overtime, time there's sudden death first basket wins so that happens in a game and we're playing the best team in the tournament and joe i'm i'm convinced he thought he was in a disney movie because i was drawing a play up in the huddle and he stopped everything and goes coach just give me the ball and i looked at him i was like <laughs> no and i finished drawing the play he's like coach the ball so i drew up a play that was very specifically not for him he mm -hmm. knew the play, cut out to the three-point line and literally intercepted a pass, took a three-pointer, hit it to win the game, and then in a gym full of children and families, screamed the word fuck for 20 straight seconds yeah. in celebration. Yeah, that's so, great. Yep. So I assume he is at, at most seven years away from running away from a child. So of his own. <laughs> when you said Disney movie, I thought you were going to go, coach, I got a black lab that can dunk. <laughs> I really did.
when he when he was when he was 16 years old we had a birthday party for ethan and there were a bunch of people there and we were doing uh it was a bowling party and so we were doing like a tournament so there are three teams of like five or six people and uh it was three games so three the total score of all three games of all three teams right okay. joe's on joe is the last person to bowl in the last game in the last frame 10th frame ninth frame was open so he can't add pins there and his team is down 29 pins oh dear and everybody's already talking shit yep. and rather than just bowl he leaves the bowling area goes into the dj booth puts on a trance song dances around the bowling alley for two straight minutes and then fucking pipes three straight strikes to win the whole thing <laughs> oh you know you know what this reminds me of like uh people will get mad at me when i play them in bar games yeah i'm familiar yep i'm just good at them because yep. that's what happens when your dad's an alcoholic and brings you to bars when you're a kid you get good at stuff but i also know that i'm not good at much else so yeah. I, I, I have a bad feeling for this Joseph Matthew. <laughs> I get a real bad feeling that life is going to kick you in the shins because it can't reach your dick. Because <laughs> it's so high up on your gigantic framed body. Can I tell you about the funniest thing that Joe does? Please. So he has a bit because he's still in the age where you're going out and drinking a lot. Sure. He'll give people 40s? You're in your 40s? No, you look great. <laughs> he does a thing where if he's giving hungover people a ride home in the morning, oh, he will yes. play one of two things. He will play the song Breakfast at Tiffany's on repeat for the entire ride, <laughs> or he will play Dane Cook for the entire time. It's a smooth and, ride. <laughs> so last year... They were out at a young person's nightclub and one of their friends, another person I know quite well, met a 40-ish year old woman at the young person's nightclub uh -huh. and brought her home. Yeah, Stella's trying to get her groove back, man. She is trying to, I think her name, she was more of a, she was more of a Janet than a Stella. Gotcha. More of a Kathy than a Stella. Gotcha. And plays, so the, brings, plays the organ at church on Sundays. I'm yeah, with you. So he brings Kathy home. She spends the night. The next day, turns out she needs a ride home because she Ubered downtown from her very far away suburb. And <laughs> so Joe is going to give this 24-year-old boy and his 40-ish-year-old mother of two a ride back out to the suburbs and yep. so they get in the car and they have to move around all the wendy's wrapper because another fact about him it looks like he's trying to create a body out of wendy's wrappers in his car <laughs> it's fucking awful and this poor adult divorcee who has a job and a family rides in the back of joe's car for 40 minutes while he plays dane cook to peer silence <laughs> Yeah, well done. So that was way too many things, but <laughs> Oh, he also he also ran away when he was 17 years old from home in the middle of wintertime without a coat on. I think they must have gotten in a familial argument and he just darted the house. And we got a call from his family like we got to find Joe. 
So we got like groups. We had like search teams and different vehicles searching the city of Long Lake for him. And then we'd get calls from his family like, we just saw him in the park and he darted into the trees. Like we're trying to fucking like net a wild coyote or some shit. I'm looking at Joe and the term darted doesn't come to mind. <laughs> no, he, let me rephrase that. He sharded into the trees. I was just going to say, it doesn't really look, if Joe ever, if I knew Joe when I was, you know, living next to him i'd go all right we need to set up a perimeter of 50 feet around the house <laughs> somebody somebody check the egress windows are those the windows that are holes yes the windows that chipmunks die in yeah how funny would that have been if we looked for joe for like hours and the next day you just find him in a chipmunk pose in the bottom of an egress window at the house he left but he's so lanky that he'd have to be part of his body would still have to be up onto the ground. <laughs> yeah, just his head and shoulders are in the egress window. Hole. He just couldn't couldn't drag his himself up. His legs are up above. Yeah, Joe's somebody you don't want to murder because that's a lot of body to dispose of. That's digging a huge hole. You murder someone half the size of Joe because mushing that body up and, you know whatever you would do with it. Yeah, if you, if you want to drop his body into a frozen lake, you got to go to the middle. Oh, yeah. It's something you just drop his body into the middle of a frozen lake and ice fishermen have water come up through their holes and they go, that was a big body. <laughs> just displaces him. Frozen lakes. Uh, I didn't dispose of a body, but I did go snowshoeing out at the cabin. Ooh, you have snowshoes? I have a cabin and I have snowshoes. I've always thought snowshoes look like skiing, but worse and dumb. Well, here's what happens when you get a little heavier later in life. <laughs> Snowshoes don't matter. You still sink all the way to the bottom of the snow. And now you just have a giant fucking frying pan to pick up as well as your foot. <laughs> but we went out. Olivia so and I you went might out. might as well have just attached shovels to your feet. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm also just picturing you on the lake with snowshoes on your shoes and then two tiny snowshoes on your tits. Just in case I fall. Yeah. yeah. That's actually how I do the worm. I snowshoe yeah. the worm. I put right on my tits and snowshoe it. So Olivia and I go out to the cabin. Now, here's the deal. I was watching a football game mm -hmm. and uh, it was important to me. But I'd promised her we're going to go out and we're going to do this uh, snowshoeing. And mm -hmm. it was a beautiful day. Blue skies. Now, I'm going to tell you something about Minnesota. You get blue skies, you fucking go outside. Out. Because you don't have many of like. them. Yep. So this, oh, this game goes into overtime. And I just go, listen, here's the deal. We're just going to go. But we've run it up to 3 o'clock. It takes 40 minutes to get to the lake. And she has to be back in town to figure skate at 5 o'clock. Okay. So I said, are you still, sure you still want to go? And she said, yes. So we get out there at 340. Mm -hmm. We get the snowshoes on. And she goes, I'd like to be in the car at 425. Let's just say it, I'll be just a little bit late, but I want to be there by 505. Okay. Because I can hurry up and put my skates on. I go, okay, so no problem. 45-minute snowshoeing. Yep. So we get out. We're going around. We're having a blast. Now, I don't know what the deal is when I am exercising in the cold. Mm -hmm. But like when I go play boot hockey outside and it's cold, I have to bring an extra sweatshirt because I sweat all the way through it. Okay. I don't know why my body sweats extra. So we're done snowshoeing. We get in the car right at 425. 
everything's on schedule, everything's going great. The problem right. with my cabin is not on a main road. So whoever plowed it plowed enough room for one car only. Oh, no. Yeah. So I have to drive all the way forward past my cabin because it's still going away from the main highway. Okay. And I have to find a place to turn around. And I think I have four wheel drive. No. I will just I'll just go into this driveway that looks like it's been shoveled a little bit and I'll be able to back out. Well, Duh. the driveway had not been shoveled. No. So I get stuck. <laughs> now, I don't know if you know about here's the thing. If my daughter would have been driving the car, I mm-hmm. would have been like, oh, this is amazing. Now you get to learn how to get your car unstuck and you're going to need to know because you live in Minnesota. But my daughter wasn't driving. I was driving. <laughs> And I knew that she needed to get into uh, town for skating. Yeah. And I'm such a spaz. I don't know why. I know my children know that I am not super dad. But Mm -hmm. for some reason, I'm still trying to fucking carry that torch. Good. And I lose my mind. Here's like in the summer, we all went out on jet skis. Okay. And the jet ski died. And again, Mm -hmm. if one of my kids was driving, I'd been like, oh, this is hilarious. Let's see if we can swim and drag this thing to the beach. But I was driving, so I was furious, and I couldn't get the hood latch undone. Mm -hmm. And I ripped the hood off of the thing. Totally normal reaction. Like I'm carrying just the hood. Yep. So I get a little spazzy in situations like this. So Olivia, I go, clearly you're not going to make it. We have to dig out. And she goes, all right, why don't we try the snowshoes? We can just use the snowshoes. And she's in a jolly mood and she's smiling. But I am like breathing hard. Plus, I'm wet from sweating from snowshoeing. (laughs) So I'd taken my jacket off. I go outside. Now I'm freezing and wet. So we start digging. And I'm telling you, I dug this thing out like I thought it was going to be perfect. I go, all right, Uh get in the car. She gets in the car. Still stuck. Now... I freak out because she looks at me like I thought we were going to go and I lose my mind and I start digging underneath the engine with the snowshoe and I can't because there's little claws on the bottom of a snowshoe. It kept catching. And so I yanked it out like, I don't know, the hood of a jet ski (laughs) and I turn it around and I'm going to use the point to chip away at this ice and I hit something that feels pretty solid. So finally, I dig everything out. I'm talking like it looks like fucking summertime underneath my car. (laughs) There is not one snowflake. We get unstuck. We pull back. Everything's going great. And I see what I go. What is that? So I have to get out and look. And it looks like somebody squeezed an ecto cooler high C thing. No, you. Yeah, you punctured. I did. You punctured one of the things that goo comes out of that the sort of goo your engine needs. Engine goo. I sure did. So I'm now I'm backing up because I, I think about cars. Because I I go I'm gonna back up all the way to the highway. I almost get stuck again, and Olivia like moves closer to her door because she assumes I'm gonna just start flailing my arms like an asshole. And we finally get to the highway and we're driving, and I go I think I can have you back. Very soon, like right, right after 505, all of a sudden check engine light comes on. I had opened up the uh, power steering, whatever that is, and it yeah, leaked all over the place. Steering fluid, steering fluid. Yeah. So the only reason I'm telling you this is 
because you really made me feel dumb for uh, giving away $29 and now you've poked a hole in your own power steering fluid. Oh, no, it has nothing to do with that. Okay. It's that I can rip a hood off of a jet ski and I can also <laughs> puncture an engine with only a snowshoe. So do not fuck with me. <laughs> Or actually, if you're going to fuck with him, give him a simple mechanical issue and watch him dad hulk his way into a three day incident. I don't know what it is. I melt down. If you ever want to get if you ever want if you ever pissed off at Chad, don't yell at him. Just put a lawnmower that's cord is frayed in his front yard and see what happens. You'll just get there two days later and he's just deceased with the cord wrapped around his neck because he tried to he tried to pull it with his teeth. It uh, it is miserable when I get upset like about little shit like that, and I think it's because I'm still trying to be like superhuman wonder dad. Yeah, I don't I, think I, that's I don't think that's possible. Well, it isn't. I I failed so hard at that a long time ago, but I don't yeah. know if I'm trying to get the title back or some shit. I don't know, but it's <laughs> it's brutal. It's I'm surprised my son hasn't changed his middle name to his first name. <laughs> Such a goddamn lunatic. We, uh, I keep thinking about having children and I just, I really, really want to have them. And so I'm, I'm pretty vicariously living through my brother's baby right now. Cause sure. we're, I am in the baby's eyes. I've lived in that house its entire life. Clippity clop, clippity clop. I could easily like, if that baby was like, it could easily think I'm its dad. So I, I spend a lot of time with it and I'm really soaking that up. Uh, the baby did a very funny thing this week. She has this toy where it's like, it's this big circular thing with a bunch of buttons and songs on it yeah. and like bells and whistles. And then it's got, you know, those things where babies can sit in them and they walk, they can walk around the room. Yeah. Cheaters. What are they called? Cheaters. Cheaters. So it's got a cheater, but it's attached to this thing and it doesn't walk around the room. It just circles this cylinder. So oh. it just like walks in a circle, right? So Lindsay had to walk the dog or do something. So I'm watching the baby and she's in that thing and it plays a bunch of different music. And one of the songs it plays is like a, a jazz. It sounds like the Zatarans. Is that rice? It sounds like the Zatarans rice band. Like, like it's very, very New Orleans. And so she realized her mom was gone and she started crying and we're working on just let her cry, man. It's not a big deal. Right. And then she starts like wailing and crying babies don't bother me at all doesn't bother me so i'm fine letting her sit there do and not she, do not let a baby get its diaper changed though in front of you so <laughs> <laughs> she is she's now officially realized her mom is gone she is freaking out and now she starts like walking in a circle and then she starts like, she's like running. She's like running and crying. And then I don't know if it was her elbow or her little baby hand hits the Zatarans button. And so her mom comes back and she's just sprinting in a circle crying while a jazz, like a New Orleans, it looked like the saddest Mardi Gras parade of all time. <laughs> it looks like you're training her to be in track or something. Yeah, yeah. 
That's amazing. <laughs> Speaking of the Rock and Rider Pony, a quick update on a couple of things. The Rock and Rider Pony, which is Elon's toy, which has the theme song, I'm a little pony, clippity clop, clippity clop. I've been singing a lot of versions of that sure. in our home. Uh, and I did go into our basement the other day and looked at Jenna and gave her the finger guns, which was a bad sign to start for her. Uh -huh. She's like, oh, no, he's got the finger guns out. This is going to be a bad bit. Uh, I gave her the finger finger guns, and I went with a version of the song that was, I'm a little horny, clippity-clop, clippity-clop. Let's make us <laughs> some porny, clippity-clop. And then I finished the bit, which I thought was fun and funny. And because I have the sense of humor of an 80s comic who redoes Bon Jovi's song, shot through the fart, and I'm to blame. Like, I, that's that's who I've become. Yeah. That's the sort of that's that's the sort of guy I've, I am now. And so I do that bit and I point the finger and she just sits in silence for a second. And she very seriously goes, did you just use your niece's talking ponies theme song to try to have sex with me? And I was like, I did. And she goes, well, I was already in the mood, so it's going to work, but let's not make a habit of this. <laughs> yeah, that is a good way to make sure she never gets a cousin. <laughs> I was say, how much of a bummer would that be if that's now Jenna's pregnant and that's how we create a baby? Gross. I clippity clopped a baby into Jenna. I would love if when your baby starts kicking inside of Jenna that it kicks to the beat of clippity clop, clippity clop. <laughs> We had the uh, the dog whisperer came back over to our house. Okay. And man, I've gone the other way on the dog whisperer. I think she's really good at her job. I, th I think she's a nice lady. I think she's probably way smarter than me. But you know how you and I both don't think you should be mean to a dog? Yeah. But we also... Like, the, there's another side of that. I don't think you should be so nice. To, it's like politics. We're like people on the way, way right. You're like, I think people who shoplift, we should beat them to death with rocks. You're like, that's too much, man. But you can also go to the that's way true. left. And it's like, what if we gave cats free college? <laughs> like, there's, there's, you don't want either of those. Like, right. you can't. And so she, she is like, here's my impression. Okay, Chad, uh, obviously look at Kevin right now. Kevin is being territorial and he is protecting you. Okay. And okay. I like, protect. I like protection. We don't need him to protect. And so what, what I'd like you to do is I want us to ask Kevin permission to ask him permission to ask him if he would like to settle down. Fuck. What, what are you talking about? Just, I don't need to be this kind to my dog. Like I love him, right. but I don't need to be this kind. And I have no grounds. Like she, she definitely overheard Greg and I discussing a funny bit from the kitchen where we both thought it'd be really funny where she was in the living room talking about him being territorial. And we thought it'd be really funny if I just walked into the living room, pulled my penis out and then looked at her and went, my living room, size living room. And then just like kicked in it for a second and left uh so she probably thinks we're the worst people on earth but middle I of somewhere live from prison <laughs> <laughs> in her fanny pack of treats it's just it's just lawsuits <laughs> <laughs> yeah she opens it up and just you've been served yeah so i i don't know i just can't i can't handle it i can't handle the niceness because i like 
and unfortunately I have a lot of opinions about dog training because as we know about me, I grew up on a dog farm, which is a bummer sentence. We know that. Yeah. And uh, now let me, can, may I ask you something? I would love that. Don't dogs react to tone and yeah. not the actual words? Yeah. And that's why you're supposed to give a dog a one syllable name. Yeah. Because it's just like a short and sweet and they know it's time to listen. Correct. Okay. And they, then here's the thing. You yell at a dog when it messes up. You praise a dog when it does good things. And they Absolutely. love you the most out of anything in your life. I totally agree. But while the dog is protecting, this, this is this whole new thing where she's like, you just need to let the dog know that everything's okay. Just say, Kevin, it's okay. I'm fine. I don't need your help. And I can't put that all together. And I'm sure like, and I don't want to be like, listen here, lady, I was raised on a dog farm. My dad raised and trained and bred Labrador retrievers. And in this particular situation, I'm going to shout at this fucking dog. Like that's, I, I can't do that. And my dad wasn't like a mean guy to dogs. My dad was pretty calm with dogs. Side note with one exception. My dad was trying to train this hunting dog and he had him out in the field hunting pheasants. And it, the dog was really doing a bad job of listening. And my dad like got after him, like shouted at him. Yeah. And the dog like lunged at my dad and <laughs> It turned like the two of them got in a fight out in the field. It's perfect. I love animal human fights more than anything. <laughs> it gets so much better. To my brother Greg's recollection, my dad won the fight by biting the dog on the ear. It's a great move. <laughs> so think about as a detour from the story, let's think about my dad's confusing resume as a human being. My dad is a in incredible biology professor. He walked Darwin's trail in the Galapagos. He's a renowned conservationist who bought the first piece of property for an international conservation organization. And he bit a dog's ear in a fight in a pheasant field. Yeah, that goes the other way quickly. <laughs> yeah. It really does. But you know, you know what I love about thinking about this, though, is that since he has that first thing on his resume, now he yeah. can kind of do whatever because then he can just throw that oh, out there. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know if you know this, but I walk the uh, Darwin Trail, so I'll bite a fucking dog if I want to. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I, uh, I, I know your dad loves dogs. I mean, he grew a tail to, <laughs> to, be, clo to be closer to them. <laughs> he did grow a ponytail. <laughs> we've, also, we've also been watching, Jen and I, she found the TV show on uh, ESPN Plus, The Dog Whisperer. Do you remember that show? On ESPN Plus? Sorry, Disney Plus. Oh, there we go. That's you that startled makes more me. Sense. That I was makes like, more "Oh sense. shit, they're training Airbud callback." <laughs> callback. I got a, I got a lab that can dunk callback. Callback, callback. And so, uh, the show's perfect for us because she's really interested in this dog training stuff and I love okay. to make fun of things. Sure. And I don't know if you've seen The Dog Whisperer, but this guy Cesar Milan is a cartoon character. His goatee and hair are so perfect, they look plastic. He's got a, a compound in LA that, just as a heads up, fans of Cesar, he's fucking those dogs. I promise you. There's an area where they eat, there's an area where they sleep, and I bet you he's got a dog jungle room. Is that the thing Elvis fucked in? Was that what the jungle room was? The jungle room? It was just a room that had like a lot of jungle type thing, like leopard skin chairs and shit. I, one more side note. Uh huh. I watch a lot of ridiculousness because people hurting themselves is one of my favorite things. Okay. And that's a show on MTV. Yes. And, uh, and the only one side I've ever. Note, no one has, and I know we shit on me a lot, but this is a moment for me. No one has ever dressed more like a 40 year old man who watches ridiculousness than you. 
Yeah, that's, yeah. You are, that is the most succinct, like, you know in Hollywood when they're doing character descriptions? Yeah. And you're like, how do I in the shortest amount of words convey how this guy acts, feels, thinks, and dresses? If it just said Chad Daniels watches a lot of ridiculousness, fucking done. Yeah. When I sell the Middle of Somewhere TV show, without you, because you'll be dead at that point. Sure. That's all your character your character description is going to say. Watches a lot of ridiculousness. I think it would be perfect. You big Rob Diedrich guy? No, I didn't even know it. I didn't even know about him. I'd have never even watched that show that he, uh, the other one he was on. You picked up after Bam Margera's show got canceled. <laughs> no, I just uh, I really like watching people hurt themselves. Don't get don't get all serious with me. Let me have my moment. You, I, just, I just really like watching people hurt themselves. This is a moment for me. I, I gave you it. And Thank I didn't you. I didn't even disagree with you. That's true. Okay, tell me about ridiculousness. I'd like to get back to the middle of somewhere TV show where you don't even have to give a description of you just a picture and we can start with the episode where you pulled your dick out in front of a dog whisperer. <laughs> I had a joke about pulling my dick out in front of a dog whisperer and it was with the action of peeing. You know, I could pee in the corner of the room. She doesn't have to see the dick. I still don't think you can do. I guess it's in your house. You can do whatever you want. It's in my house. It's in my house. It's, you know, nope, she can press charges because somebody breaks in and you shoot them. You can get in trouble for that in theory. That's Depends true. Depends what state you live in. Also, you can't invite someone in and just show them your dick. That's illegal. That is absolutely illegal. So, you like ridiculousness. I don't remember why I was... Oh, because <laughs> this dog whisperer dude, what's his name? Cesar? Cesar Milan. He was on there and I was like, who is this? And someone said the dog whisperer and it's the only episode I've ever turned off. It and you should have this guy. If he, if this if this guy doesn't have dog sex swings in his dog compound, I'll give you all the money I've made off this podcast. Oh, a sick cool zero, a, a sick cool zip. So he is ridiculous, and his whole thing is that he trains. He's he's training humans. He doesn't, you know. He's, he's rehabilitating dogs and training yep. humans. And so, and I know I'm, a, I'm aware that, you know, somebody's going to get mad at me for using this voice, but it's his voice. He's incredible at it. Like he'd be on a walk with a dog that's aggressive against other dogs and the dog will get aggressive and go, okay, here's what we do. The dog is being aggressive. So we give him a little correction. He makes that noise. And then he pokes the dog in the ribs and he goes, we give him a correction. And now he sees he does not need to attack right now. And that's the show. And it's, it works in like two minutes. Well, now I'm going to Google ridiculousness with Cesar because now I want to watch it. I love his voice. Yeah, it's a great voice. Uh, I have developed a character called the Jenna Whisperer. Oh, my God. And I've been testing it out around the house. And there's people on both sides of the fence on this one. Okay. I think Greg, Lindsay, and Jenna hate it. Yeah, those Kevin are the people. Kevin hates it. Yep. I think Ellen and I, the baby, we're huge fans. Because <laughs> what I'll do is that everybody will be in the kitchen and I'll walk into the kitchen in the morning and I go, okay, Jenna did not squeegee the shower this morning. So when you do not squeegee the shower, mold and mildew will come. So we have to poke her on the ribs. And I poke her in the ribs and I go, we gave her Jenna correction. Squeegee the shower, Jenna. And it is, the baby loves it. <laughs> 
<laughs> the baby the baby just by the way their baby just sits on our island counter all day and just watches us interact and i'm sure she like her first memory i don't know when you have your first memory but hers is absolutely gonna be a bummer it's not there's no way yeah. it's gonna be like everybody was sitting around me telling me how smart i was she'll be like yeah I, the first thing i remember was my aunt jenna was leaned over the dishwasher putting a cup in the bottom rack and then my uncle Sai poked her in the ribs and said cups go on the top wrap correction <laughs> is it your real uncle well he's an uncle type guy yeah <laughs> i have to go Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work. <laughs>